Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Kalen's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. Now, obviously, you can listen to my coffee talks wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope that you'll give CastBox a try because I think it's the bee's knees. I'm so glad I live in a world where there are Octobers. L.M. Montgomery. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode, only this time. It's gonna be just a little bit different than usual. This week, we're actually going to be doing more Halloween style (laughs) coffee talks, if that's cool. And by this week, I actually mean this whole month. I figured for the month of October, it could be really fun to kind of infuse the coffee talks with a little bit more fall, a little bit more Halloween, just a little bit more festivities since, you know, it's October, aka the best month of the year. So for today's episode, I actually wanted to talk about a little bit more of a spooky topic. I figured we could talk about not only just like ghosts and stuff, but I feel like each week is going to have a bit of a theme where even though we're talking kind of spookier stories and scary stories that I've had happen to me this week, next week we could talk about more magical things and just all of the, you know, the stuff that isn't necessarily so let's sit down and talk about our feelings. (laughs) This is more, let's sit down and talk about a little bit more unhuman things, you know, things that are a bit more spooky or out there or sci-fi or we could talk serial killers, we could talk ghosts, we could talk whatever we really want to this month. We're just going to get as weird and freaky as we want or as weird and freaky as Frankenstein because that sounds more spooky in itself. I'm actually drinking out of my Good Morning Pumpkin mug. I am in all just fall clothes right now. I'm in big reading socks, a giant cardigan. I'm wearing my Co's pumpkin hat. It's a whole vibe going on here. And I'm just like so excited to just be sitting down and talking about ghost related things because ghosts have been a big topic around me lately. Whether it's with Larissa or even just this weekend, I was up in Ottawa at my sister's house and me, my sister and my future brother-in-law, we were all talking about ghosts and stuff that used to happen to us at our old house and just all of that stuff. It's been a big theme and it's crazy because we'll get to this, but little creepy things have been kind of happening to me again lately. And it kind of got me thinking about all of the stories that I've had that have led up today to just interactions with, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say ghosts necessarily, because how do you know for sure, but just interactions with some sort of energy. And I feel like it's just, it's kind of a taboo topic. I don't know yet if I fully believe in necessarily like bad ghosts, but I definitely believe that energy, it has been proven, cannot be created or destroyed. So I definitely think that when we pass, our bodies die, but I think we go somewhere. And so that's why I feel like it's not far out of the realm of possibilities to believe that 
energy could either be stuck in like a different dimension or it could be God only knows, you know, I'm not the person to try and figure it out, but I'm definitely going to be the person that will explain to you my interactions with said ghosts. I also have this weird thing where I really enjoy scary movies, scary stories and things like that too. So I went ahead and looked up some spooky stories to tell you guys about that I found online too. So it's going to be a really cool, a really spooky coffee talk. So I hope you're cozy and I hope it's not too late where you are because things are about to get a little freaky. So ghosts, do I believe in them? I don't know. I feel like it's one of those topics that I like to tell myself, oh, no, that's so silly. Like, that's just what you think when you're a kid or I don't believe in that stuff or whatever. But I feel like I've had too many interactions or just too many coincidences happen now where I'm like, there just is no other explanation for it aside from it's freaking Casper, man. Like, I'm telling you, I don't know if I can say with certainty that ghosts are what we think they are, but I definitely can say with certainty that there is something. There's something that is unexplainable, extra energy, whether it be human, whether it be unhuman, which is a scarier thought because I don't know if you guys have seen Paranormal Activity, but when freaking demons, like when demons start getting involved, that is where I tap out. Like I'm cool with ghosts. The few interactions that I have had with ghosts, I feel like they've been good ghosts. They're not bad ones. They're not ones that want to hurt me or haunt me. I feel like they just want their attention to be known. They want their presence to be known or they're trying to just communicate with you in some way, but it's never really felt, I guess, negative to me. That said, if I was ever haunted by like a demon and I'm knocking on wood right now, because I do not want to jinx myself on that, but I feel like I would have a completely different stance on this. But so far, my interactions with ghosts have always been relatively good. I feel like the first interactions I can even think of are when I was a kid. It was not in my old house, but my old house before that. And living in that house, you would hear the weirdest sounds. And I was a kid, so I feel like a big part of it you think everybody hears these sounds. Everybody thinks that there's ghosts. And that kind of used to be the way I would trick myself into falling back asleep. Or most of the times, actually, I would just try not to move for some reason. I thought that if there was a ghost and it was watching me, if I just didn't move, it would like go away. So I used to hide under the blankets and then try not to even breathe. Like I would take the most shallow breaths and I would just spook the living Jesus out of myself and wake up the next day and kind of just go on with my day. But when I say I used to hear noises, I mean, I used to hear some pretty freaky noises. Like my sister agrees. We were actually talking about this this weekend, but one of the noises in particular that always used to scare me the most is I would always wake up around the same time in the middle of the night and there would be this loud clatter of pots and pans. It it would almost sound like if you had a pile of pots and pans, like five, six of them, and they toppled over and it would just be like boom, 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 or like clang, 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 clang. (laughs) And I would just kind of lay there and freeze and I'd be like, okay, what could that sound have been? And I would try and justify it as a kid. I'd be like, well, maybe my mom left the dishes in the sink and they were in an awkward position and they shifted and it clanged and whatever. But I used to hear this sound so much. It sounded like someone rifling through our pots and pans. It just, it didn't make sense that my mom was doing the dishes and leaving them in a bad position so many times. And so that was the biggest sound I remember hearing. Some other ones was when my sister would be babysitting me, doors would slam sometimes or like, We had some crazy stuff happen to us in general in that house. There was like a guy that tried to break in a couple times. So like 
you never know again is it ghost is it potential burglar like not that either of those options are great but spooky stuff just used to happen you could even hear because back then carpet was a huge thing but I remember in the middle of the night and this was one that I used to wonder if it was just my mind playing tricks on me but I could you not I could hear footsteps just like dragging their feet amongst the carpet out in the hallway outside my bedroom door and it always sound like they were like coming into my bedroom and that was those nights where I would just freeze and think okay if you don't move maybe the ghost won't mess with you not that that makes any sense whatsoever but to kid me it did. My Nana and Papa's old house too. We spent a lot of time there growing up when I was in my kindergarten grades or whatever. I used to spend pretty much half my days there. And there was also a phase when we were moving out of one house and into another, we went and lived at our Nana and Papa's house for a month that we had to kind of wait for our house to be ready because it was being built. And so I remember living there, some scarier stuff would happen. Same thing with the noises, but that house had some weird energy. And I remember picking up on it as a kid. My sister and I had to sleep in this one room with the scariest looking clown. Like it it was so, it was this giant piece of art that sat above our heads and it was just this crying clown. And I think it's why to this day, clowns scare the crap out of me. Out of everything, like ghosts don't really scare me too much or I guess things that make me jump scare me the most. But when I'm looking at something, the thing that makes my skin crawl is clowns. I don't, think I'll ever not feel that way. And it was probably stemmed from sleeping in this house underneath this painting while also just hearing weird sounds. And there was one night in particular, I remember waking up and really needing a glass of water. And in my Nana and Papa's old house, you used to have to walk out of this bedroom when we were in the furthest one. So you'd have to walk down the long hallway. Then there was a set of stairs that you could see into the sunroom. Or if you went straight, it was the kitchen. And so I got up to get a glass of water and I'm walking down the hallway and it's dark and I'm just like, you got this, like whatever. Like I'm almost so tired that I'm not even thinking straight. And I go to walk into the kitchen and I saw something out of the corner of my eye in the sunroom. And mind you, you had to go down like a half set of stairs. So I turned and looked and I was like, that was weird. Like it looked like a shadow had passed. And I was like, okay, do I go look or do I go into the kitchen? And as I'm having this debate, I can see the rocking chair start to move. Like it starts rocking. Like it wasn't rocking when I had first looked, but as I'm like, what was that? Should I go see or should I just go grab water and go back to my room? The rocking chair just slowly starts to pick up speed and just starts rocking full force. And I, my skin just crawled again. That is probably one of the scariest things that ever happened to me as a kid. I will vividly remember that night for the rest of my life because I peed my pants. Like I actually truly did. It was just, oh my God, it was so terrifying. And at that point I was in grade two. So I think it was like seven or eight. And wow, that was the one and only time I really could like physically see something happen, not just hear it. And so that was the first time I ever felt really creeped out by a ghost. Aside from that, not a lot of stuff would really happen when I was a kid. Like, aside from just the normal noises or whatever, nothing consecutively in a row happened often. It was always sporadic. It was always here and there, and it would always kind of spook me out for a little bit, and that would be it. But there was also this one time, and, and this really scared me because I hate I, – like, I cannot – I will never touch a Ouija board. There is something about that that just screams, like, do not – that just – That is like, you know, in scary movies when somebody hears a sound and they go like in the attic instead of away from the attic or they run 
into like further into the house when there's a serial killer rather than out of the house and you're like what are you doing i feel like using a ouija board is doing exactly that it is opening up just a whole portal that i would never want to open up so i'm just not going to and when i was a kid and i didn't think that this would work but i guess even ouija boards that you make yourself like diy ouija boards are just as bad so i'm a kid and my cousins were all older than me and i was always that cousin that kind of got like pushed off to the side because I was the youngest at the time and my brother was the next following one, but he was a baby at the time. So I just remember being like, let me hang out with you. You guys are so cool. And then being like, go away, Kaylin. And so I was like, of course, the youngest. And so the target of all the pranks too. So my cousins decide to make this DIY Ouija board. And (laughs) for all of you guys that are listening to this that are like 20 and older, then you might remember these these days, but this is around the time of TLC when the girl in TLC had passed away and they were like calling on her and then calling on this. They were just, they were calling upon people and trying to freak me out. And they decided that they were going to use this Ouija board to pull a prank on me. And so they pranked me by saying that it wasn't the girl from TLC. Don't go chasing waterfalls. It was not her. I forget exactly who they had called upon, but they had, I think they had just said that it was some ghost or something. I don't remember, but they were using a CD as the pointer to use like the circle in the middle of a good old school CD to use all the letters or whatever. And they said that this ghost was going to basically kill me. And I, again, I think that was like the second time, actually third time, because one of the first few days of school, I peed my pants too. But that was like the third time in my life that I had peed my pants out of just sheer, just terror. And that also really messed with me. I think that mixed with the older I got, more fully understanding what a Ouija board actually is, I will just never touch it. And it freaks me out because when I was looking up Ouija boards, like I've, I've done a bit of research on them just because they, they intrigue me. It's one of those things where I'm just like, I love the idea of the unknown. And so even though I have come to the conclusion that a Ouija board is one thing I wouldn't dabble with, like I like my tarot, I like my spirit animal deck, and like I like all of these other cool, whimsical kind of questionable things, things that aren't necessarily or can necessarily be explained, but you want to kind of believe in them anyway. A Ouija board is the one thing I will not. And it freaks me out now because I have researched stories that people that have even used DIY Ouija boards have called upon or like brought forth or opened portals and to like the other side or to demons or to ghosts before. So it freaks me out that even though I know that they had pulled a prank on me that day, I'm like, we shouldn't even been playing that game. Like if I, to this day, and we'll get to this, if the ghosts that have visited me in my life are because of that Ouija board experience, I will never forgive my cousins. I hope they know that. And my sister, she was one of them too, actually. So like I said, Ouija boards really intrigued me. So I decided to go on and and just search up some of the freakiest Ouija board stories I could find. So if you guys don't know what a Ouija board is, which I feel like most of you probably do, but just in case there is anyone listening that does not, it's basically this board that has letters on it. It has like a yes and a no and numbers and you use this pointer or the ghost uses this pointer to basically spell things out and you use it to connect to the other side. And that is why I will not use it. That's why I will not mess with it. And but that said, I like to research about it. Like I like knowing about it. It still really intrigues me, even though I will never use one. And I found some seriously freaky stories online that will convince you, 
either way. Actually, leave a comment. Have you ever messed with a Ouija board? Do you guys have any freaky stories with Ouija boards? While I'm about to tell you guys these stories, let me know because I'm super curious what you guys think about them. But this is just my opinion. I will not do it. Like if we're ever having a Halloween themed meetup, which has been on my radar, by the way, Ouija boards will not be invited to said meetup. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Story number one. The story goes, I was about 12 or 13, spending the night at a friend's house, goofing around with the Ouija board with him and his sister, and we were getting all sorts of gibberish plus words spelled out. Just kind of scaring ourselves for fun, not taking it very seriously when we got the message, I can see you through the window. And then, I can see you through his eyes. There was something just outside of the small window in the basement room where we were in, and just out of the backyard and the woods past the driveway, visible through that window. We asked it more questions and it said, I'm under the car. So somehow we got up the nerve to go out with a flashlight and peer under the car. And that's where we saw a huge black cat staring at us, hissing. We ran inside freaking out. And at that exact moment, the power failed and all the lights in the house went out. We just basically shit ourselves. <laughs> a few minutes later, the power came back on and we all sat up till dawn that night, scared and never played with the board again. Like, no, thank you. Um, nope. If you, could you, uh, no, no. I can't even, if a Ouija board told me, I see you, I'm watching you through his eyes, like outside under the car, you go look and there's a freaking black cat hissing at you. And then you go inside and all the power goes out, like right away, the minute you walk in the door. Oh, my skin just crawled again. Like even, oh, so wait, ghosts can use animals to look at us? Like that freaks me out because Bentley, like how many times has a ghost just like entered Bentley and been like watching me, you know? Probably not often because Bentley's personality is very hard to fake. So I feel like I would know if he wasn't being himself. That said though, he's done some scary stuff too, which we will get to. But first, I need to tell you guys this other Ouija board story I found because it was also super freaky. It goes, I have a terrifying story about a Ouija board. I got a call from my cousin who said that he, his brother, his dad, and his best friend were using a Ouija board in their basement. Prior to starting, they took out a large porcelain doll from the room because it was creepy and then they placed it in the adjacent room facing down on a pile of towels. Smart move. Probably would have done the same thing. Like, get gone with the porcelain dolls. Those are also, okay, clowns and porcelain dolls. Those two things scare the bejesus out of me. Back to the story. My cousin took a short break because the board was just spouting out nonsense. His dad and brother and friend started asking the board questions about him. One of the questions was who was in the other room. It just started spouting out random numbers again. And when my cousin came back into the room, his brother said that it wasn't working and that they were going to put it away. He showed him the answer to the last question he asked. And he said, dude, that's my social security number. Then they started to talk to whatever started spewing answers out. And it told him that my cousin was going to die in the Air Force. At this point, they tell the entity that they're communicating with to prove itself. It then spells out the word doll. They opened the door to check out the porcelain doll they had laid in the other room, and when they opened the door, the doll was standing up in front of the door, staring right at them. Everyone freaked out and ran out of the house. His friend burned the Ouija board, and I think he temporarily went nuts for a few months. My cousin has for some reason since then joined the Air Force and is now on a base in Europe. Okay, first of all, you throw a porcelain doll into that, really? No. One. Two. Why on earth? earth would you join the air force after a ouija board tells you that you're gonna die in the air force like what what the biggest thing about ouija boards out of all of the stories i've ever read and there's been many like i've lost myself in wormholes on youtube of people explaining stories about what has happened to them when they've played with ouija boards and so many of them have such similar parallels and details that it's like 
kind of freaky. A lot of the times they say that at least one person that plays with the Ouija board out of the group goes a little crazy. There's always either like a doll or something that they're watching the other people through. Like the ghost will say, I'm watching you through this or whatever. And afterwards, they always feel like this presence doesn't leave unless they get the house like saged. It's such a crazy thing. Like just if you ever if you're ever feeling like spooking yourself out, just go read Ouija board stories and notice how many people, even from completely different websites, completely different stories, completely different sides of the world that just like enter their stories in have similar details within playing with the Ouija board. Like it's anyway, case closed why I will never play with one because I've already had enough encounters with ghosts as it is, which we are going to get to right after I leave you guys with a little message from the lovely sponsors that are bringing you today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. So in a minute here, we're going to be talking about some spookier, just like nightmares and things like that. Just all the troubles that I have with sleeping, which is why I'm excited to first tell you guys about Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation, especially since we're talking about ghosts and just all that spookiness. You guys might want to hear this. It was even named Apple's 2017 app of the year. Calm gives you the tools you need to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life. Just five minutes of calm can change your whole day. If you guys had to calm.com slash coffee talk, you'll get 25% off your calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of premium programs, including guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, focus, and relationships, and including a brand new meditation each day called the daily calm. You're also going to get sleep stories. They're like bedtime stories for grownups and so much more. So for a limited time, Kalen's Coffee Talk listeners are going to get 25% off a premium subscription at calm.com slash coffee talk, including unlimited access to all of Calm's amazing content. Get started today at calm.com slash coffee talk. That's calm.com slash coffee talk. So like I said, sleep is important and the quality of your sleep affects the quality of your daily life. Days where I have a full rested good night's worth of sleep. I feel like my day, I'm just in a better mood. I'm more ambitious. I'm checking off more to-do lists, you know? And then days where I don't, I feel like not only am I just not as productive, but I feel like my mood is also just so bleh. So if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try Purple Mattress. The Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. The Purple Mattress feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it's going to keep you cool. It ends up giving you this zero gravity-like feel, so it works for any sleeping position. You can get a 100-night risk-free trial, and if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, and it comes with free shipping and returns. You're going to love purple, and right now, my listeners will get a free purple mattress pillow with their purchase of any mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just go to purple.com and use my promo code TALK at the checkout. That's purple.com and use the code TALK. The only way to get the free pillow is if you use TALK at checkout. So head to purple.com and use the code TALK. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. 
And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Okay, so hopefully the whole Ouija board nonsense didn't freak you guys out too much. Again, I really want to know if you guys have played with a Ouija board before. So if you have or if you would, if you wouldn't, let me know what your opinion is on the whole matter. But now let me get into telling you guys the stories that I've already had or I've already witnessed myself when it comes to like paranormal activity and just the freaky little stories that have happened to me and leading it into the freaky little things that have been kind of happening to me more recently. So something that I find really weird is the only time ever since I've been a kid that I've ever felt paranormal activity or felt like ghostly entities around me have always been when I've lived with somebody. It's super weird. It's never to when I lived with my ex, oddly enough. When I lived with my ex-boyfriend, nothing really ever seemed to happen that I can remember. But when I moved in with my best friend Maggie back in Kingston, that house was definitely haunted. We lived in an old, 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 old house. So Kingston, Ontario is where I'm from. It's one of the oldest cities in Canada and one of the original cities. And so for that reason, there is a lot of old buildings there. And the building that we actually lived in was built in the 1800s. So just to give you guys an idea of how old that is. Like, it's such an old, old, old city. And this building was one of the original, like, houses from Kingston. And we looked it up right away. I think it was built in 1862 or something like that. But it was definitely built in the 1800s. And it had, like, all of the original hardwood floors. Our house was completely, like, slanted in the middle. You know, and How I Met Your Mother when Lily and Marshall buy that house and they don't realize that it's slanted. Like, we did realize that it was slanted, but we thought it added to its character. It was a lovely home. It was beautiful, like, original limestone. Like, it was gorgeous, but it was also still very, like, old. Like, it had the really old creaky floors. It had huge, like, weird windows with just, like, original wood, like, trim. It was just... It was an old house. It was a really cool house, but it was an old house, which we should have thought of before moving in. The first thing I ever remember happening to me in that house, it was shortly after we had moved in. It was actually around this time of year, too, because I remember it was Utober going on. And I'm laying in my bed upstairs, and I had the up, up stairs, like where the attic would have been, was basically transformed into a top floor of the house. And the back closet or the back of the attic became my walk-in closet. And that was where the most of the spooky stuff happened and always upstairs, which is where I was all the time. So of course, just to give you some preset ideas or details to the story. So the door that led from my bedroom into this walk-in closet was open and I had hooks on it and I had hung up a bunch of robes. I had, I think like four robes hanging on there, a couple purses. Um, I just had like scarves, just anything that you could hang pretty much was hung up on this. It was like an accessory, whatever. And I'm watching TV. My windows are closed, nothing's open, and it catches my eye because it's at the foot of my bed where this door is, the direction that I'm looking at. And I notice just one, just one string from one rope, not like two, you know, the sash that you use to tie a rope with, one side of it hanging down was swinging. Nothing else on this door was swinging, not the other side of the sash, not anything else on the robes, like nothing, like nothing else on the door was swinging. And I had to stare at it for a little bit just to like 
convince myself that what I was seeing is what I was seeing. And then finally, I pull out my camera and I take a video and I'm like, okay, I don't know why I was so calm about it, but I was just like, this is super freaky, taking a video. (laughs) And I texted it to my roommate downstairs, Maggie, and she came up. And by that point, it had stopped. But I was like, dude, look at the windows. Like, nothing's open. She saw in the video, like, it moving. And so it was just... It was just super weird. So that was the first thing we noticed, but we were just like, okay, like that was weird, but it didn't feel evil. So we were just like, I guess let's just move on with our lives. We kind of forget about it. So then a couple days later, I believe it was right around the same time. I forget what we were going to do, but we decided we were, I was probably going to go upstairs to grab my boots because we were going to get a burrito or something like that. It was one of those spur of the moment, like we should go get food. And I remember I ran upstairs and I'm trying to find my shoes. And in this walk-in closet, this is where obviously my shoes were, I look up and the back wall or the back ceiling was slanted because it's an old house and it slanted down and came really low and then It came really low and that's where it met the wall. And right where like the middle part of that ceiling was, was this huge smoke, like just like, I can't even explain. It was like the residue of smoke and it was in a big circle and then a handprint was pulled through it. Like I, I freaked. This one I was not chill about. I was like, Maggie, and she comes running upstairs and I was like, that was not there this morning. It was so freaky and we took so many pictures of it we were texting them to our families we were just like what the hell like that is a smoke spot that looks like smoke on the ceiling and a hand and it was like a big hand like a man's handprint so it freaked us out and we were just again like i guess there's nothing we can really do so i washed the smoke off and we laugh about it and we make jokes about this ghost and move on with our lives so that's until one day bentley and i get back from i had been at my parents house and We had two floors to our place. So when you first come in our house, there was a girl that lived on the first floor, but there was another door and you go up that door and then it was our apartment. So you go up the stairs and that's the main floor. And then it was one more set of stairs and it was my floor. You can go watch actually videos in this apartment from when I lived with Maggie. But I'm in the kitchen and I'm talking to Maggie and Bentley goes right upstairs to go probably nap or find his bone or who knows. And as we're talking, we notice he starts barking and I'm like, Bentley, stop. And I'm like yelling up the stairs. I'm like, stop that, stop that. And for some reason he will not stop. So we're like, okay. So she comes upstairs with me and I hadn't been upstairs yet. So all the lights are off and we walk into my bedroom and flick the light on. And Bentley is staring into this walk-in closet, just staring into it with the door open, barking like crazy. Like he would not stop. Like he was freaking out. Like he could see something. And we were like, there's nothing there. Like, why isn't he stopping? And I ended up picking up Bentley and bringing him back downstairs. And he was just like, you could tell he was just, he felt weird. And I wouldn't let him go back upstairs because I was scared. I was like, I don't want him to go bark again because it's freaking me out. So I just like held him. But that was when we were like, okay, this place is definitely haunted. So we started getting these little like momentums and things that were just supposed to like bring good luck or good energy into your house. But we had known at this point, like something's going on here. Then came the freakiest thing that ever happened. Actually, the second freakiest thing I would say that ever happened in this house. So Maggie and I were in the living room and we're watching TV and our living room was off of our kitchen and it was actually just like another bedroom, but we didn't need the third bedroom. So we made it a living room. And we decide we're going to bed. So we turn off everything and we're walking back into the kitchen in that hallway that led to the stairs to my bedroom. All of a sudden, Bentley's Kong, like his dog toy, comes flying in from the hallway into the kitchen, like at a high, like at head level. And it hits off a bunch of walls and it scared us. So we screamed. 
And then we were like, what was that? Because we didn't know right away that it was Bentley's dog toy. And we go and we look and it's Bentley's Kong. And Bentley's still laying in the living room, like where we had just were on the couch because he likes when people get up from the couch and there's a warm spot. Like he's laying in the warm spot. So it wasn't Bentley. Not to mention Bentley would not be able to throw something that high. Not to mention what the hell why did that dog toy just come flying in from the dark hallway, like black, pitch black hallway into our kitchen at like head level? Like it was as if someone had thrown it in from the hallway. And that night we were super, super spooked. But again, what do you really do? Like somehow go upstairs, I go to bed and we move on with our lives. And then the last and freakiest thing that ever happened before, we were only in this apartment for about 10 months, 12 months. So we weren't there long enough for more things to happen. But there was one more thing that happened that really two more things actually, oh my god, I can't even believe that I forgot. There's two there's two things that happened when Maggie was away. The first one was I had come home from a trip. And I had been in Vegas. And that weekend, Maggie went and spent time at her family's house. So neither of us were there. And I left all the doors open all the time upstairs. We never really shut our doors. Like, it was just a thing. And I came home. And when I opened up our apartment door, I noticed the TV was on. And that was weird. Like, I knew Maggie wasn't there. And it was on full blast, which instantly scared me. So I go up the stairs. And I go into the kitchen. And we had this huge, like, massive loft style wall in the kitchen and we had hung up like Taylor Swift photos we had hung up just a bunch of like things that we thought were really cool and pieces of art and everything on this wall had been tilted sideways and the TV's just blaring full blast and I'm freaked out because instantly like it's so loud that it's like it you know when things are just so loud that they automatically make you feel kind of anxious and then you see that and you're like what the hell so I turn off the TV And I take a picture of the wall and I send it to Maggie and she's like, that's so freaky. And then I go upstairs to my room and all the doors are completely slammed shut. And I never shut the door. I had four doors upstairs. There was one to my bedroom, two to the closet, and then one that led to my office. And they were heavy, old 1800, like big chunks of wood. And they did not shut easily. And they were all slammed shut, like completely shut fully, not even just like a wind or a breeze just brought them there. It was like completely closed. Super freaky. And then the other like last and final thing that ever happened to me in this house was again, Maggie was not home and I was upstairs and I hear this huge loud like bang and it sounded like Maggie had come home and gone into her room and slammed her door. So I thought she was like upset. I thought maybe she had been crying. I thought something may have been wrong. So I was like, Maggie, like, is everything okay? And she doesn't answer me. So I call her and I'm like, hey, like, are you downstairs? And she's like, no. And I freak out. So I'm like, stay on the phone with me because there's an intruder in here. It sounds like someone just went into your room and slammed your door. And so she stays on the phone with me and I go downstairs and her bedroom door is wide open. It's not shut because like I said, we just didn't shut the doors in our house. And I'm like, okay, weird. And I walk into the kitchen and the old cupboards. So we had all new cupboards except for two. On this one wall, we had these old white cupboards that were, again, the originals from like the 1800s. And my cupboard was open. And this only had two shelves. So it was where I kept my pasta, my potatoes, my canned food, just like that kind of stuff. And everything, my onions, my Everything, there was not one thing left on the shelves, was on the floor. And I lost my mind. And Maggie's freaking out. And Maggie had been at her friend's house at the time. And her friend's, I think it was her friend's mother-in-law or her friend's aunt. I can't remember. But she was like a median. And she said that she could take a reading if I took a photo. So I took a photo of myself that night. And I remember sending it to her and her saying that the energy that was in that house, the ghost that was in that house was 
a kid. And I, I knew right away that that made sense to me that if there was a ghost there and that's why all those things were happening because there was like no other explanation for it, it didn't ever feel negative. It just freaked me out. But it never felt like it was haunting us. It just felt like it was like, hi, I'm here. And so one, you can't ask a kid to pay rent. Two, the minute she said kid, I was like, that makes sense. Like, why else would it be playing with Bentley or playing with Bentley's dog toys or like just it all made sense. And so after I moved out of that house and out of that apartment, which was very shortly after the cupboard thing happened, actually, it never really happened again. Like I had never felt haunted until recently. And now I'm going to tell you guys just like the weird little things that have been happening to me recently. And I want to hear your guys' opinion on what you think, because I feel like for one, if whatever ghost was in that old house I lived in in Kingston, it should have followed me to the two apartments I've been in since then. But since it hasn't, I don't think it's that ghost. But let me tell you what I've had happen to me recently. So ever since I've moved into this apartment, I moved in with my friend again, and it's one of my best friends, Larissa, now. And this apartment is not an old apartment at all. This was not built in the 1800s. And it's just like, there's no reason for it to be haunted. But that said, we live in like an older part of Toronto, I guess, maybe. I don't know. There's some older buildings around us. But anyway, I'm just rambling. Let me just tell you. So it started with the Xbox, okay? And this was something that used to happen when I lived back in my old, old apartment with Maggie is that the Xbox would turn on and off by itself all the time. And so I noticed the other day, I was upstairs in my office, just on the computer, and I can hear openly, because it's loft style, the living room downstairs, and I hear the Xbox turn on, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then all of a sudden, a few minutes later, it turns back off. I was like, okay, okay, that's happened to me before, that's fine, and I just leave it be. Then, my flickered lights the other night started going on and off by themselves, too. And I noticed that more often than not, like it's always lights or Xboxes or like electronics will turn on or turn off on their own. My speaker will turn on or turn off on its own. And it makes a noise when you turn it on. It's like boop, boop, beep, 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 boop. So I started hearing that and I'm like, okay, things are turning on and off. This is super weird. Whatever. I live with it because I'm used to it. As long as dog toys aren't being thrown at my head, I'm good. But then the other day, and I told Larissa about this, and so I think I kind of have scared Larissa a little bit now too. And I'm, I'm hoping that we're just like coincidence or maybe these are just noises or sounds that we just need to get used to from our neighbors. But again, I was sitting in my office, which is in an open space at the top of the stairs. And I'm sitting in my office and I'm on my computer and I know Larissa's at work. So I know it's not her. And I hear someone coming up the stairs like aggressively. It sounded like boop, 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 boop. Like they're bursting their way up the stairs. And I turn around and I'm waiting to see someone hit the top of the stairs, but nobody does. And it freaked me out. I text Larissa. I'm like, okay, this is super weird, but I swear I kid you not. Someone just ran up our stairs and I'm in the office. Like I'm right here. I turned around and I was staring at the stairs and still hearing the boom, 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 and waiting to see somebody's head because it was that loud. And I was staring at the stairs waiting for it. And nobody came up to the top. And then I was like, Bentley, because I thought maybe it could have been him. And as I call his name, I see his head pop up in my bedroom. And I was like, okay, maybe that's just the neighbor, whatever. But then the other night, and this is the only other thing that's happened to me. So this is why I'm like, maybe I'm not being haunted. Maybe I've just been paranoid lately. Who knows? But the other night I'm in my bed and I'm on my computer and Bentley 
starts going nuts. And I'm like, Bentley, what's wrong? And like, he likes to bark at things. When he thinks there's someone here or whatever, he just likes to bark. He can be a little yippy sometimes. I love him. But this time was like the time he had been barking into the closet and he was staring towards my closet slash like hallway area in my bedroom. And he's just staring up, like up towards the ceiling and just barking. And I was like, what are you seeing right now? Like, it wasn't like he was looking out the window. It wasn't like he was looking towards my bedroom door as if somebody was on, like, out there, or, like he heard someone downstairs. He was staring, like, up at the ceiling and just barking. And it freaked me out because he had that weird energy again where I was just like, and again, I don't know. I could be painting it in that brush, but it just has been freaking me out lately because little tiny things like that keep happening and it's spooking the craziness out of me. And I, I just... <sighs> If it's a ghost, I just hope it's one, another good one. And two, just pay some dang rent, man. It's expensive. So those are all of like my spooky stories. And that is why I feel like, like I said, I've had too many weird encounters or weird coincidences, especially in that old house in Kingston, where at this point I'm like, I know that there's something. I just don't know what it is. And I'm not convinced that it's evil, but I'm also not convinced that it's like, it can't be, you know? I think that there could be a yin and yang or a good and bad to all things. And so luckily for me, all of my instances have been very, not positive is not the word I'm looking for, but they have not been fearful. They've just been spooky. And so if you guys have had any scary ghost stories, let me know. I want to know if there's anything that has happened to you that you're not sure of, even if you're like, I don't know if it's a ghost like I am right now, but you just like scary things have been happening to you, leave a comment and I want to read it. I want to get super scared. And if you're wondering like what are good signs to know <laughs> if you're being haunted, I looked it up. So here are all of the basic like ticks or box to check if you think you might be getting haunted. The first one is your lights turning on and off, up or down, on their own, which check. Yes, that has been happening to me recently. Light bulbs blowing frequently, sounds of items being dropped. But when you go to investigate, there's nothing there. So that's happened also too in this new apartment where we've been downstairs and it sounds like something falls off one of our walls or something. And I'm like, ooh, wow, like that does not sound good. So I'll run up to check and nothing, like everything's in its place. Nothing's fallen. And so again, that's why I'm like, I feel like I can't say it's a ghost until I know for sure what the sounds are of my neighbors, or I at least get used to the sounds of my neighbors. But either way, it was freaky. Seeing unexplained shadows from the corner of your eye. Strange behavior from your pets. Example, dogs barking or growling at something you cannot see or cats staring in a particular area as if they can see somebody. Yes, like, oh, my skin crawled again. That's the third time in this whole podcast. <laughs> Hearing voices of people, whispers, or someone calling your name. Seeing twinkling lights, mists, or unexplained moving shapes, and sudden temperature drops, especially in one area of the property. So those are all of the apparent, like, boxes that you can check if you think that things might be happening to you or, like, that you might be being haunted. Which reminds me, there's one last quick little story I want to tell you about this house. It was the first week we had moved into it. And for those of you guys that have been either watching me or listening to my podcast for a while, you may have heard me talk about this before, but... I am prone to night terrors, like sometimes, especially when I'm really stressed or I have like really bad sleeps or whatever, I will get these night terrors where I know that I'm dreaming while I'm in them, but they're really, really scary. And so I had this nightmare, one of the first nights that we lived in this house. And in my nightmare, I knew I was having a nightmare and I was in my bed in this apartment and I knew Larissa was in the next room over. 
and I was looking towards where my window is, but where my window should have been was this long hallway. And there was this little girl. I don't even want to, I'm like, I'm here alone recording this right now. And now I'm getting spooked out because I have headphones in too. So if something like comes up behind me right now, I'm a freak out. Like, but anyway, I'm going to tell it quick because now I'm super just like spooked. But I was looking towards the window and where the window should have been was this long hallway and this little girl is in it and she's got long black hair. And I'm screaming for Larissa, or at least I'm trying to, but you know when you're in a dream and you're trying to muster up all your energy to do something, but you almost feel like you have no control over yourself. It's like moving through sludge and you can't scream loud enough. You can't move fast enough. But I knew I was dreaming and I was laying in my bed and I knew I was in my apartment. And so I'm trying to scream at her as to wake myself up and to wake her up so she could wake me up. You know what I mean? And as I am, I keep looking back towards this hallway and seeing this girl. And as the lights flicker, she's moving closer and further away from me, kind of like stop motion where she's just like flickering, like closer, further, closer, further, closer, further. And then her head was half severed and it just like half falled off from her neck. And that's when I bolted up in my bed and woke up and was just like, holy crap. So that scared the crap out of me. And then ever since then, I've been having these little spooky little things happen in this house. So that's why I'm like, this better be a goddamn good ghost or I don't even know what I'm going to do, guys. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. But there you guys have it. Those are all of my personal encounters with ghosts, my personal opinions on Ouija boards. And I want to know yours. I want to know what you guys think about the Ouija board thing. I want to know, do you guys have any ghost stories? Are you being haunted now? Anything of the sort, leave a comment because like I said, I feel like spooking myself today since it's October. I'm just, oh, I'm so excited. And aside from that, I hope you guys enjoyed this spooky, or should we call it like spicy, like a pumpkin spice infused coffee talk. Wow, things are not going to be able to get more basic than they just got. And aside from that, I love you guys to the stars and back. Stay safe from all the ghosts that might be potentially around you. Until next week, where we are going to talk about serial killers. Woo! <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with me and for being my guidance through telling you guys all my spooky stories now that I have to go. Like, I don't know. I don't want to get off this podcast now because I'm scared to be by myself. So, but thanks. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll talk to you guys all next Monday. Bye, guys. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.